Welcome to DBT 20. Today I'm going to do a deeper dive into O2E, opposite to emotion. And I would like to start this episode with a quick mindful exercise. So if you're sitting in a chair or if you're driving on on your way to work, just kind of take a nice deep breath. And just notice that your feet are on the floor or the floorboard of your car. And think about what's under your feet. So if you're sitting in a chair, what's under your feet is is the floor, right? And under that floor is the foundation of the building that you're sitting in. Could be your house, could be your office. If you're in a vehicle, underneath that floorboard is the ground, right? And and if you're in a building under the foundation is the ground, the earth, the earth itself. So think about that for a moment. In this very moment, the whole world, the earth, the planet is supporting you. Isn't that a cool thought, cool feeling? And notice the sounds around you. Notice what you can observe with your eyes. Do a quick body scan. How do you feel? Do you have any tension anywhere? And if you have any tension, just take a nice deep breath and tense up that area. Maybe it's in your shoulders. Just bring your shoulders up nice and tight to your neck like a turtle pulling its head in because it's scared and you just tighten and tighten and tighten while you hold your breath. And then as you exhale, just let those shoulders drop. So go ahead and exhale. Let those shoulders drop and shake them out a little bit. If your tension is in your legs, you can flex your feet up while you're in a sitting position. Don't do this while you're driving, but flex your feet up and tense all the muscles in your legs and point your toes out and tense and tense and tense while you inhale. And as you exhale, just let your feet drop to the floor. Okay. Hopefully that felt as good for you as it did for me. Um, So let's jump into opposite action again. This is a recap on opposite action, and we're going to do a little deeper dive, get a little more detailed today. So opposite action and problem solving. We need to decide which one to use. Opposite action, as you know, is acting opposite to the emotions action urge, okay? And problem solving is avoiding or changing a problem event. So there's a little decision tree here in this workbook. And I am in the Marsha Luhan book today. And so the first block says, ask, does the emotion fit the facts? Is your emotion in proper proportion to the event? If the answer is yes, are you acting on this emotion? Is acting on this emotion going to be effective? 
then you check your wise mind. So if the answer is yes, this would be effective uh, to act on it, then you would say, let's be mindful of our current emotions. Let's act on the emotion or action urge. And then we will problem solve to get rid of unwanted emotions. So you're going to get into wise mind. You're, you're, you've decided that your emotion is proportionate to the situation and it is based on the facts. It fits the facts. So you're going to use dear man. You're going to use one of your other tools to mindfully and respectfully get your needs met and affect the outcome of the situation in a healthy and positive way. So if your answer is no, the emotions don't fit the facts and um, your emotions may be disproportionate to the event that is going on, you want to ask yourself, is the emotion effective? So you're checking wise mind again. And if the answer is no, you're going to not act on the emotion or action urge. You're going to change your thought. You could use accepts for this or tips. Um, you're going to change your thoughts to fit the facts. You're going to do opposite action. And that leads us into opposite action. So using opposite action when your emotions do not fit the facts or when acting on your emotions is not going to be effective. If you're dealing with a toxic or narcissistic person, sometimes your emotions are not going to be effective. In fact, 100% of the time, your emotions will not be effective with this type of individual. So it's important to do the opposite action rather than chasing them down to try to make your needs known you're going to focus on self-care and validate yourself rather than pointing out that what they said or did was unacceptable to you and setting a boundary you're going to gray rock and turn around and know that this would be the equivalent of beating your head on a brick wall. It's not going to do you any good. They don't care. So opposite action. It doesn't mean that you're giving in or that you're being submissive, you know, to another person's bullying. It just means that you know when it will be effective and when it won't. And with a healthy relationship, of course it will be effective. Of course you're going to be able to sit down and discuss whatever needs improvement and the other person will be on board with you. Those are the people that have all the green flags in a relationship, right? But the toxic person has all those red flags and all of the gaslighting and manipulation. So don't waste your time, honey bunny. Just use an opposite action. Another time we would use an opposite action is when we are being the toxic one and we've all been there. We've all been there when something happens and we allow our emotions and our, our monkey brain to take over and cause us to re react instead of mindfully responding. We end up saying or doing things we deeply regret later and 
in hindsight, we think, man, I could have handled that better. And, and then sometimes it causes us to beat ourselves up because we're not being true to ourselves in the moment. So if you have a history, a pattern of overreacting, catastrophizing, mind reading, etc., it's important to also use opposite action to give yourself that time out or to face that fear or to just get yourself regulated emotionally so that you are properly representing yourself and being true to who you are, thereby reducing suffering and increasing your self-confidence, your self-worth, and your self-respect. So let's jump in. Every emotion has an action urge. Every single emotion. When you feel overwhelmed with love, you just want to give somebody a hug or tell them how much you love them or buy them a gift or do something for them like clean the house so they don't have to today. Those kind of things. And it also works out the same way. When we are angry, we want to jump to our own defense. We want to shift blame to somebody. We want to put somebody in their place. We want to set a boundary forcefully and say, I will not accept this from you. Um, Sometimes we have the urge to break things or cuss somebody out. So a lot of our emotions, all of our emotions, have an action urge to them. You know, for example, when you're afraid, when you're afraid, let's think about an anxiety or panic attack. When you're feeling afraid and uncomfortable and fearful and nervous, the action urge is to run away, to go to our safe place, to avoid the person or event that's causing that fear or our perceived fear, that perceived threat that takes us into a state of terror, right? So the opposite action is to approach what we're afraid of. Stop avoiding it. Uh, A great example is somebody who suddenly goes through something in their life and they become agoraphobic. They don't want to leave their house. They don't want to leave their safe space. They are terrorized by the thought of being around other people. They have fear of getting hurt, uh, fear of physical or emotional pain. They have many, many fears, fears of being judged, and they just can't bring themselves to leave their safe space. So using opposite action, that person may decide, I'm sick of living in fear. I don't want to do this anymore. So on day one, they go and stand on their front porch and... A neighbor walks by and waves, says, good morning. And the person says, good morning. And then they run back in the house. So they just had a major victory. They just stood on their front porch and interacted with another human. And it's important to tell yourself, wow, that was brave of me and nothing bad happened. Maybe tomorrow I can go out to the mailbox and maybe the next day I could walk around the block and work your way up to eventually going to a mall or a concert or a library where there are lots of other people and there will be interactions and people will look at you and you'll look back at them and you tell yourself, wow, I'm amazed, nothing bad happened and this was actually a positive experience and then eventually, rather than reinforcing that anxiety, 
you are now reinforcing a motivation to connect with others because deep down that's what we all want and the reason we avoid it is because we have been hurt or because we perceive a threat that is not quite logical and it's due to something that we've been through and now the anxiety has taken over we're ruled by emotion so that's a good example of an opposite action uh, how about anger <laughs> When we're angry, we we want to attack. We think about revenge. We uh, think about just letting the Jerry Springer in us fly uh, from zero to 60. Boom, short fuse, right? So that's, that's something that can be a little difficult to get control over, but you can do it. It's, it, it's, it's very important to use opposite action with anger. That way you're not reinforcing the behaviors, the toxic behaviors that you are trying to change in yourself. You don't want to reinforce those by giving in to that anger and getting that uh, immediate satisfaction in the moment of, I put her in her place, or, oh, I, I, I stabbed her tire and she got a flat tire, teach her to mess with me, I am her karma. You know, instead of being that way, you want to gently avoid the situation and be nice send them loving kindness put yourself in their shoes disengage from the from the situation or event long enough to use this decision tree you know does this emotion really fit the facts am i am i using wise mind on this is acting on this emotion really going to be effective If I become enraged because somebody said something rude to me, will it change the fact that they said something rude to me? Will it, in fact, cause them to never think badly of me or be rude to me again? Likely, it will not. It it, it will not cause them to respect you if you become angry and go into a rage. It will cause them to resent you. It will cause them to tiptoe and walk on glass around you because... You are a ticking time bomb and it will cause them to have more negative thoughts about you. It really is not going to solve anything to blow up, get angry and allow yourself just to react. Another emotion is sadness. When we're sad, we tend to want to withdraw and isolate and sometimes just stay in bed for the rest of our lives. So, of course, the opposite action is to get up, get active, take a shower, brush your teeth, live your life, and find a way to smile, find some way to laugh. Let's, Let's get out of bed. Let's make that bed. And even if your first baby step on this opposite action is, I'm sad, I want to stay in bed forever. Okay, today I'm going to get out of the bed, make the bed, and go sit in the backyard and watch the sunrise. And then after you watch the sunrise, if you go crawl back into bed, you still have a victory to celebrate. You still need to tell yourself, you know what? I did something different. I did one thing different today. Maybe tomorrow I'll add to that. Maybe tomorrow I'll get up and make the bed, take a shower and get dressed. And then maybe the next day I'll get up, take a shower, get dressed and walk around the block get up get moving and each tiny step that you make 
be sure that you're validating your progress. Be sure that you tell yourself, good job you, I'm proud of you. Celebrate yourself in that way. Think about the emotion of shame. Everybody experiences shame at one time or another. And that that's a feeling that you are not good enough, that you are a bad person, that you are not worthy of respect and love. And when you're feeling that shame, you want to hide and you want to avoid everybody. And of course, the opposite is to tell somebody you have that shame. Tell somebody where that shame is coming from. Tell somebody that you trust who is accepting and non-judgmental. Tell somebody, don't keep that secret anymore. If you feel like your body is so ugly, you can't wear a bathing suit because people will throw up if they see you. The chances of that being true are pretty small. It doesn't matter what, how much you weigh or what your body looks like. People are used to seeing bodies of all shapes and sizes. And yes, there are judgmental people out there who are rude and cruel and they'll say horrible things. But at the end of the day, they don't live in your body, you do. And it doesn't matter really what they think of your body. What matters is what you think of your body. And if it's a hot 115 degree summer day and you are wearing long john thermals to cover your whole body and hide it, because you're ashamed of yourself. You're going to make yourself miserable, not only emotionally, but physically. You are going to be so uncomfortable. And wouldn't it be nice to just put on some shorts and a tank top and go outside and enjoy summer? Enjoy it. And tell somebody, tell somebody you love and trust who's non-judgmental, who could maybe help validate you while you validate yourself in that moment that I feel like my body is disgusting and I feel so ashamed of my weight and I just don't want to put on shorts and even a t-shirt and go outside because I'm afraid of being judged. That person is going to help you to validate yourself and trust me, when you tell that secret that shameful secret and you share it with somebody who's non-judgmental and accepting it really takes the weight off your shoulders so whatever you're feeling shameful about whether it is an addiction whether it is your body whether it is your education no matter what that shame is share that secret don't keep it a secret anymore talk to somebody and tell yourself, this is not rational. Let's do opposite action from now on. So step by step, opposite action. You identify and you name the emotion that you want to change. You check the facts to see if your emotion is justified by the facts. For example, imitation fits the facts when your car is cut when a car cuts in front of you. Road rage does not. An emotion is justified when your emotion fits the facts. Identify and describe your action urges. Are you trying to run away? 
Do you feel like attacking? Are you trying to isolate and hide? Ask your wise mind, is the expression or action on this emotion effective in this situation? Is this going to help you reach your goals if you run and hide or you attack or you withdraw? Is that really going to help you reach your goals of behavior changes and a more fulfilling life that you feel is worth living? Or is it going to keep you running in the same circle and getting nowhere? Identify opposite actions to your urges. What can you do? How can you flip the script? Let's do a 180. And act opposite all the way on your action urges. Don't do it halfway. Don't do it partially. Go full speed ahead. Dive head first into your opposite action. And repeat acting opposite to your action urges until that emotion changes. So you're going to just keep going and going over and over until that emotion changes. This seems like a good spot to take a quick break, so hang in there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, the first emotion I want to jump into is fear. Fear is crippling and fear is prominent with anxiety. Fear is prominent with depression. Fear fits the facts of a situation when there is a legitimate threat. And those legitimate, logical, valid threats include... Threats on your life or somebody that you care about. Threats to your well-being or somebody that you care about. Threats to your health or somebody's health that you care about. Those are legitimate threats. That's when fear fits the facts. It's scary when any of those things happen. So opposite action for fear Um, when fear is not justified and fear is not effective you do what you are afraid of doing over and over and over and over this is exposure therapy for you okay you want to take baby steps you don't want to send yourself into a massive panic attack by being extreme you know if you're if you're agoraphobic and you don't want to leave your home in your safe space You definitely do not want to go to uh, a gigantic music festival all in one swoop. You will end up having a panic attack and bolting. So take baby steps. And like I talked about before, going out on your doorstep and standing there for 10 minutes and watching if a neighbor walks by, Uh, going to your mailbox, walking around the park, baby steps. And every step of the way, you are self-narrating the positives of the situation. Approach events, places, tasks, activities, and people 
that you are afraid of. Do things to give yourself a sense of control and mastery over your fears. So if you're going all the way opposite action for fear, you're going to keep your eyes and your ears open. You're going to focus on the feared event. Look around slowly and explore. And you could start this opposite action by using imagery. You could close your eyes and imagine yourself facing a person or a situation that you're afraid of and use wise mind. You're not going to lash out in anger because of the fear. You're not going to run and hide. You're not going to have to be aggressive at all. You're just going to think, imagine, use all five senses while you imagine it. Imagine yourself not being afraid. Ask yourself, what if I was not afraid or intimidated by this person or event? How would that look? And then I want you to imagine it. And then you can take steps toward physically doing that opposite action and moving toward that fear and overcoming it. Take in the information from the situation and notice that you are safe. Change your posture and keep a confident tone of voice. So the Superman pose is awesome. The Wonder Woman or the Superman pose is awesome for this. And that's where you're standing up with your shoulders back. First you put your shoulders up, then you push them back and let them drop. So your shoulders are back, your posture is nice and straight. Put your hands on your hips, keep your feet shoulder width apart and keep your chin up. So that is a confident body posture. And this will change your body chemistry as well as adding pace to breathing and breathing in deeply and slowly to keep yourself from hyperventilating. So when you take on that body posture, the limbic system does not lie and it will tell your brain that you're feeling pretty You're feeling yourself. You're feeling pretty confident there. And your brain will release the appropriate chemicals to sustain that. And then you use the slow controlled breathing as well. That will help to sustain it and keep your blood oxygenated and keep the uh, adrenaline at bay. Okay. Next up we have anger. So if you put the grr in anger all the time, this is for you. I know, dumb joke, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) So when anger fits the facts of a situation, there is an important goal that is being blocked or there's a desired activity that is being interrupted or prevented. Anger fits the facts of the situation when you or someone you care about is being attacked or hurt by others. Anger fits the situation when you or someone you care about is insulted or threatened. Anger fits the facts when the integrity or the status of your social group is offended or threatened. So the anger is legitimate in these situations, but is it okay to rage and go nuts and just let your anger go from zero to 60? No, it is not. Will it change the situation? No, it will not. And what is anger? It's a secondary emotion, remember? Under anger, we have fear, embarrassment, or physical or emotional pain, okay? Opposite action for anger. 
you will do the opposite of your angry action urges. You will gently avoid the person you're angry with. You'll take a time out rather than attacking. On your time out, you will breathe in and out deeply and slowly and ground yourself in the moment with some mindful tools. And then you will be kind rather than being insulting or attacking. You will approach them with kindness, love, and respect to resolve the issue. If it is a narcissistic or toxic person, you are going to find your own resolution and closure and continue to gray rock and be boring and don't give them the reaction they're looking for. Imagine understanding and empathy for the other person. Step into the other person's shoes and try to see that situation from their point of view. This is especially important if you are the narcissistic, toxic individual. Take a step back. It's not all about you, okay? Sometimes sometimes we have to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and say, well, geez, why would they treat me that way or why would they say that to me? What must they be going through or what kind of pain must they be in for them to act that way? Try to understand where they're coming from. Change your posture. Unclench those fists. Use willing hands, palms up, fingers relaxed. Relax your chest and stomach muscles. Unclench your teeth. Put a smile on your face, at least a half smile. Change your body chemistry. Do the paced, slow breathing. Or take a run. Or engage in some sort of physically energetic activity that is nonviolent. Jumping jacks, run in place, take a jog, do something to get that excess energy out prior to trying to resolve the issue with somebody that you care about. Next up, we have disgust. Disgust will fit the facts in a situation if something you are in contact with could poison or contaminate you. It fits the facts if somebody who you deeply, deeply dislike is touching you or touching somebody that you care about. Disgust, disgust fits when you are around a person or a group whose behavior or thinking could seriously damage or harmfully influence you or the group you're part of. When it does not fit, when disgust is not justified or effective, it's time for the opposite action. Move close, eat, drink, stand near, or embrace what you found disgusting. Be kind to those you feel contempt for, Step into their shoes. Imagine understanding and empathy for the first the person that you feel disgust or contempt for. This is a very common thing I hear from uh, clients and people in my personal life. They're passing judgments on how somebody dresses or somebody who's covered in tattoos and you don't like tattoos and you're disgusted by their very appearance. Or a woman is wearing a bikini top and short shorts and she's jogging and she has a perfect beautiful toned body Uh, somebody who's not happy with their body might feel disgust towards her and they might say look at that whore look at that it's time for you to put yourself in their shoes 
and you don't know what they've been through. You don't know if they just lost a ton of weight and they finally feel confident in themselves. You have no clue. Try to put yourself in their shoes and show some empathy and compassion. Take in what feels repulsive. Be sensual. Use that meaning use your senses. Inhale, look at, touch, listen, taste, change your posture, use willing hands, relax, put on a half smile, change your body chemistry with paced breathing. Envy, envy, jealousy, envy. Envy fits the facts when another person or group has what you want, but you don't have it. So, yes, my dog agrees. Toby says that is correct. So, um, envy is not justified and it is not effective in other situations. Um, So you want to do the opposite of your envious action urges. Inhibit destroying what the other person has. You want to count your blessings. Make a list of the things that you are grateful for. Things that you love about your life. Count all of your blessings. Avoid discounting any of your blessings. Avoid exaggerating your deprivation or what you don't have. Stop exaggerating another person's net worth or value. Check the facts. Change your posture, willing hands, relaxed facial muscles, and a half smile. Change your body chemistry, deep, deep breathing, slow and controlled, in and out. And learn to congratulate them instead of hating them. Jealousy fits the facts if... Someone is threatening to take a very important and desired relationship or object away from you. Jealousy fits the facts if an important and desired relationship is in danger of being damaged or lost. Opposite action for jealousy. Do the opposite of your jealous action urges. Let go of controlling others' actions. Share the things and people you have in your life. Stop spying. Stop snooping. You need to suppress the probing questions such as, Where were you? Who were you with? What were you doing? Find your fire, your private detective. No avoiding. Listen to all the details and focus on sensations. Keep your eyes open. Look around. Take in all of the information about the situation. Change your posture. Willing hands. Relax those facial muscles. Put on a half smile. And do the breathing. Next emotion is love. Love fits the facts of a situation. When you are loving a person, animal, or object, and it enhances the quality of life for you and those you care about. It fits when you are loving a person, an animal, or an object, and it increases your chances of attaining your own personal goals. However, love is not justified and it is not effective 
in other areas, such as loving a toxic, emotionally unavailable individual. That is number one, especially if you have codependent traits. You may find yourself pouring your love onto somebody who doesn't deserve it, probably doesn't want it, who is using you somehow, and you are getting no gratification, no goals are being met in your own personal journey, and it's a toxic situation. So when love is not justified and love is not effective, you must do the opposite. Avoid the person, animal, or object that you love. Distract yourself from thoughts of the person, animal, or object. Remind yourself why love is not justified. Reverse the con- rehearse the cons of loving when loving thoughts arise. Maybe you love cocaine. Maybe you love porn. Maybe you love a toxic person. Those are not justified acts of love. That is something uh, you want to do the opposite. Avoid contact with everything that reminds you of the person you love. Pictures, letters, messages, emails, belongings. You're going no contact and you are ghosting, erasing, getting it out of your environment. Okay? Stop expressing love for the person, even to friends. Be unfriendly towards the person. Unfriend them on Facebook. Do not engage in conversation. Delete them and block them from your phone and your social media. Adjust your posture when you're around the person you love. Do not lean toward them. Do not get close enough to touch. Do not sigh or gaze at the person. Leave them alone. And sometimes when we have like struggles with borderline personality disorder, even bipolar and codependent traits, we tend to pour our love onto somebody who really doesn't want it. And it's not so much that they're a toxic person. It's just they're kind of like, I don't quite feel that connection with you. And maybe you're pouring it on way too soon and too thick and too intensely. And you're scaring people away. So if you sense that you're doing that, stop yourself, use opposite action and let love grow naturally, slow like honey and on its own time. Okay. Opposite action to love. Sadness. If you're struggling with depression, this one's for you. The opposite action to sadness. Sadness fits the facts if you've lost someone or something permanently that meant the world to you. And it fits the facts if things are not how you want or expect or hope them to be. Yes, we're validly going to feel sadness in those situations. But there are other situations where sadness is really not effective and it's not justified. And that's where opposite action kicks in. So you want to get active and you want to approach. You want to avoid avoiding. You want to build mastery. Do things that make you feel confident and self-confident. Competent and self-confident. Increase pleasant events. If you have an anniversary coming up of a sad event or a loss, I want you to plan a trip to Disneyland. I want you to plan something fun, some sort of a party. Because the more, the more you can put happy memories on top of that photo of that sad event, 
the more you can do that, the more the sad event fades to the background and it's still there and it's still sad, but it does not consume you because you have happy memories on top of it. Pay attention to your present moment. Do not ruminate about the past. Do not fret about the future. Be mindful of your environment. Look at every little detail with all of your senses as it unfolds in front of you. Experience new and positive activities that you are engaging in mindfully. Change your posture. Adopt a brighter body posture. Superman or Wonder Woman pose. Keep an upbeat tone of voice. And change your body chemistry. Increase physical movement. Get moving. Walk, jog, march in place. Whatever you have to do, get moving so that your brain can release some of those feel-good chemicals for you. And shame. Shame will fit the facts when you will be rejected by a person or a group you care about if your personal characteristics or behavior are made public. So that's the only time shame is valid to feel. And it's time to do opposite action when shame is not justified and not effective. So you might have an addiction. You might be addicted to porn or shopping or certain types of people. You might be addicted to drugs or alcohol. Yes, there is some shame in that because you're feeling like you're weak and you don't have control of yourself and it's embarrassing and you feel helpless and like a little baby who just can't do anything right. It's, it's valid to feel that way. However, it's really not effective for your recovery and it's really not effective for you reaching your goals and it's just not justified. Not justified. Valid, yes. Not justified though. Does that make sense? So you want to make public your personal characteristic addiction or behavior. Um, You want to make it public. You want to share that secret. Do not carry that secret any longer. Repeat the behavior that sets off shame over and over without hiding the behavior from those who won't reject you. So you want to repeat the same behavior over and over that sets off your shame. You know, the, the, the thing I described earlier, you're ashamed of the size of your body and you avoid going outside in shorts. I want you to put on shorts and go outside daily over and over and over. And instead of focusing on who's looking at you and who's not, focus on how you feel. Focus on how comfortable it is to not be melting and dying in the heat because you're afraid to wear shorts. So you want to engage in whatever the behavior is. Engage in it over and over. No apologizing and no trying to make up for a perceived transgression. Take in all of the information with all five of your senses, one mindfully, and change your body posture. Look innocent and proud. Lift your head. Puff up your chest a little. Maintain good eye contact. Keep your voice tone steady and clear. Do not shrink away in shame. Put yourself out there. Be proud of who you are. 
So make public your behavior. Apologize for your behavior. Repair transgressions. Commit to avoiding whatever that mistake is that brings you shame in the future. Accept the consequences gracefully. Forgive yourself. Acknowledge the causes of your behavior. And let go. Let it go. And the last emotion left on our Opposites to Emotion Day is guilt. Guilt fits the facts when your behavior violates your own values or moral code. So you've done something that goes against your own beliefs and now you feel guilty. Maybe you cheated on somebody and you don't believe in cheating and now you feel terrible. You feel very guilty. Um, That's valid. However, When things happen in our environment or people are feeling sad or angry, um, it's not always our fault and we, we have unjustified guilt and it's not effective for our recovery and our progress through our healing journey. So opposite action to guilt, make it public, don't keep that secret, confess, confess, confess. Repeat the behavior that sets off the guilt in you without hiding the behavior from those who won't reject you. Do not apologize or try to make up for a perceived transgression. Take in all the information from the situation with all five senses. Change your posture into a confident posture. Chin up, good eye contact, shoulders up and back. Keep your voice tone steady and clear, assertive, Not aggressive, but assertive. Opposite action for guilt. It's not effective. And you're afraid you'll be rejected by people you care about if they find out what you've done or what you're doing. You might hide your behavior. You might use interpersonal skills if you want to stay in your group. You might work to change the person or the group's values to be more accepting of what you're hiding. You might join a new group that fits your values and won't reject you. You might repeat the behavior that sets off the guilt over and over with your new group. And the all the way opposite action for guilt is validating yourself. You really have to work on validating yourself. So guilt is tricky, huh? You you can uh, you can go find new people and new groups that are more accepting of your guilty behavior, or you can do the opposite and change the behavior that causes you to feel guilt. Set a boundary with yourself and tell yourself, "I refuse to engage in anything that will create future guilt, because guilt sucks and it's not comfortable." So that was our deeper dive into opposites to emotion. And I hope that clarified it a little more for you. And um, I want to give a quick shout out to my subscriber supporters who have chosen to um, support this podcast with a monthly donation. That is so amazing and awesome. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Um, I will use that money towards new trainings, 
I'll split it in half. I'll use part of it towards new trainings and I'll put the rest away towards a new microphone so that the podcast will sound more professional (laughs) and upscale. And also twice a year around Thanksgiving and Christmas, I will take all subscriber donations to the podcast who are supporting this podcast. I'll take 100% of it and I will donate it to shelters for food for families. So thank you so much. I so appreciate that. That is so generous and kind of you guys. And um, to the people who have been emailing me with constructive criticism and requests, I am so thrilled that this podcast is helping you and that you enjoy listening. And I appreciate every single correspondence from every one of you. Thank you so much for reaching out. And um, as always, if you have any requests and want to learn more about something, just let me know and I will get right on that for you. Thank you so much for tuning into Your Therapy Tools. And I hope that today you will do something opposite to a behavior that you're not happy with. Thank you so much. Thank you.